God tonight. Amen. 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 We do want to just announce that uh, Megan Pilger's funeral service will be at 10 o'clock here this Friday, this coming Friday. The graveside will be following there at uh, Pleasant Valley Cemetery beside the Methodist Church, about a one, mile, one mile down here on the left towards Menden. So if you could come and show your support for the Pilgrim family, I know it'll be much appreciated. Amen. We need each other in times like these. We need each other all the time, but especially in times like these when we're going through situations that's unplanned and not thought of, but yet it's wonderful to know that we're not alone. We have God with us, but we also have his people that's there to carry our help carry the burden so just continue to remember them in prayer as well also as we pray tonight i want to remember sister loretta middleton she's in the hospital with back surgery so i want to remember that need tonight how many would have a need you want to make it known to the lord let's just go to him in prayer together as believers father lord it's an honor to bow our head to you Lord, a world that's bowing to every kind of other thing of this world, but yet we are able to bow to the living God, the God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, today we just want to thank you for all that you've done for us in our lives and all the benefits that you've given us, Lord, the many miracles you've done among us. Lord, you're God of miracles. You're God, Lord, that reigns and rules with power, and grace and might. And Lord, today we remember the Pilgrim family that's lost a loved one, Lord. We just ask that you would comfort them as only you can, that your presence will abide in their home and the places where they are, Lord. And Father, that you would just minister to them during this time. Lord, we just ask that you would be with Sister Loretta that's had this back surgery. And God, that you would come. You're the healer. The doctors can do only what they can do, but it takes you to heal. And we just ask the healer to come by her way, Father. May there be no infections, no side effects, Lord, but just have a wonderful, Lord, healing in her body that she'll be able to walk right and operate normally, we pray in Jesus' name. We commit this service to your hands. Lord, the word that will be spoke, we just ask that you would anoint it to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can turn to Exodus 15 and also Joshua 5. Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. To be with his people, believers of like precious faith. Amen. Just like to continue what we ministered on last Wednesday. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is a man of war. I love how the scripture put it there didn't say he was a god of war, said he's a man of war. It's heaven take, coming down and taking on human battles. Amen. That you, he knows exactly what it's to like to go through sickness, through sorrow, through family loss, through troubles. Amen. He came down and fought our battles for us. Amen. So we read here in Exodus 15 and verse 3, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Also, Joshua 5, verse 13, And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there, was a, there stood a man, notice a man, over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. God bless you this evening. I, I got to looking at this, the captain of the Lord's host and we would get started here. This host representing an army or a uh, heavenly army. So it would actually translate that the Lord of hosts is the God of angel armies. He has an army. 
And I don't think a country has an army or anybody would have an army, a king would have an army, unless he intended to either protect himself or to fight a battle. And, and that's what an army is there for. And so the Lord, as he would come down, he established himself as the captain of this army. And this army was there, amen, to bring Joshua and the children of Israel victory as they came into the land of promise. And so we, we could look and we could see how, how, as we read in our first part here in Exodus, how they begin to sing this, the Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. And we heard and went through how that they came through the Red Sea or out of Egypt and through the Red Sea and, and begin to sing this song unto the Lord. Lord and, and begin to worship him and give him glory and honor because they seen him victorious over their enemy. Amen. And it was Israel's enemy and, and being Israel's enemy, it was God's enemy. Amen. And we read scriptures last week of how that God would speak and he said, he that contended with you, I will also contend with him. And, and so he, he comes down to take on human battles and, and he comes not as a weak weak uh, uh, person or, or, you know, in a man of weakness, but a man of war, a man uh, of, the, of, the, of the Lord's host, amen, a captain of that host. And, and I begin to look through the scriptures and, and this Lord of hosts was used in many places. And it's a, it's a good study of how different ones would call him this, you know, even Hannah and the Bible referred to him in her prayer. She vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child, I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. So she would say, Lord, I may be barren, Lord, I, 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 I may be afflicted, Lord, I may be made fun of, but you are the Lord of hosts. And she was reminding herself who she was praying to, that it wasn't to a God of stone or it wasn't a God of, of no abilities to speak or to act or, or to move on the scene, but he was the Lord of hosts. And she had already known of him through the scriptures as they would come across the Red Sea and they would, and, and, and they, they would sing this song or they would come into the, into the land of promise and they, the captain would come down. These stories have been told her over and over and over and down through generations of how God would move upon the, uh, on the land or God would move upon enemies or God would move in impossible situations. And, 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 you know, it didn't matter that she was afflicted. It didn't matter that, that she had troubles. It wouldn't ma didn't matter that she was barren. He was still the Lord of hosts. And I believe we ought to get that in our mind tonight that what we are or who we perceive ourselves to be or what the enemy tries to tell you you are, that does not change him at all. He's still the Lord of hosts. Amen. He's still the mighty, uh, mighty man of valor. He's still the Lord of war. Amen. The man of war. First Samuel 15 and verse one, Samuel come to Saul and he said, the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people and over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. I remember that which the Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came unto him to Egypt. And so, amen, we could go through the story of how Amalek would come and it would fight, it would fight against Israel. And we know the story of Moses having to lift up his hands. And when he had his hands lifted, they would win. They went down. He, they begin to lose. Well, this was Amalek. And God declared war on them for what they did to Israel. He actually would declare war to them. And in Exodus 17, 14, it said, the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Amen. So the Lord is declaring war on Israel's enemies. And we can watch how Amalek down through the Bible as it came down through, amen, through Saul. And we know what Saul did. The Lord told him as we read on, you know, we, we want to know what the Lord feels about the enemy. Read this scripture. He said, go and destroy every one of them. 
Don't leave a child there. Don't leave a king. Don't leave an animal. Don't leave nothing because I'm going to fulfill what I said I would do. Go destroy them all. I'm going to write them off until their name is written off from generation to generation. But we know Saul, he didn't do that. And so he comes and he saves the best. And so the Amalek line would continue and you can actually follow it all the way down to Esther. Amen. When the, when the, uh, uh, Haman would come, he was actually of the, of the lineage of the Amalek. Amalek. Amalekites, and he would fight against Esther and try to destroy the seed of God, but God still remembered his promise. And God would anoint a people right there to declare war on their enemy, amen, as the king would decree, amen, I, when he'd make the decree of, of Haman to go and fulfill all of his desires of, of destroying Israel, when the king heard it, he said, I can't change my law, but what I can do is give you the ability to fight. I can anoint you to fight, and you go destroy them before they destroy you. Amen. And so we see that this is a God of war. And when David would come before Goliath, what did he say? Thou comest me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, or the name of the God of angel armies. So David was not just dependent on his own ability. He was not coming in the name of David or the name of Israel or the name of Saul or the name of any man. He was coming in the name of the God of army angels. And this army is an innumerable force. Amen. The devil cannot even put a number to the angels of God that is here to fight on your behalf. Hallelujah. Amen. When Elisha would look out there and they had surrounded him, seemed like innumerable odds, and the servant of God would look there and say, hey, what are we going to do? He said, hey, hey, there's more with us than this against us. Amen. And we know the story. He said, Lord, open this boy's eyes. And all around him was chariots of fire, angels of fire. Amen. Ready to destroy the Syrians. Come on, somebody. I believe if we could look at right now around us and, and the children of God that's under attack, if they would realize there's more for you than there's against you. If you could say, God, open my eyes to not look at the cancer, not looking at the diseases, or not looking at the tribulations, but look, let me look to the hills which cometh my help. Because I'm, maybe I have cancer, but I serve the Lord of hosts. Maybe I am depressed, but I serve the Lord of hosts. Maybe I am sick tonight, but I serve the God of angel armies. And he is declaring war on my enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read a few scriptures of this angel armies, a translation that would use this in Psalms 20, uh, 24. It says, God claims the world is his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. He's the one who pushed back oceans to let the dry ground appear and planted firm foundations for the earth. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord and who has the privilege of entering into the God's holy place? Hallelujah. Those who are clean whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are sure, they will receive the Lord's blessings and the righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. And then the scripture says, so wake up, ye living gates. Oh, hallelujah. Do we have any living gates this morning or this evening? Lift up your head, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the king of glory, for he is about to come through you. Oh, glory to God. Amen. The devil's been trying to torment you and use you and use your body. But wake up, oh, you living gates, for the king of glory is about to come through you. You ask, who is this glory king? It's the Lord, armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, invincible in every way. 
Whoa, glory, I about to have myself a runaway, and I don't know if I'm better contain myself. Amen. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord of victory. Not the Lord of defeat. Not the Lord of darkness. Not the Lord of chaos. He is the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle. He is the mighty one, the invincible commander of the heaven's host. Yes, he is the king of glory. Oh, can somebody say praise the Lord? Psalms 46 would say it like this. God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You are a proven help in the time of trouble. I believe we can say that tonight. We are serving a proven help. He proved himself for the Israel time after time after time after time. He proved himself all the way through the Old Testament time after time against innumerable odds, against impossible situations. Amen. God would just move and it would be over with. Amen. How many times do you see that the armies of Israel didn't even have to fight? They would wake up the next morning and their enemies be dead. Who was it? The God of angel armies. Amen. Amen. So you are proven help in the time of trouble. More than enough. How many found them to be more than enough? And always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes and mountains move and cast into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. How many can say that tonight? Amen. And the waves have been roaring. The winds have been coming. It's been stormy. But I still believe in a faithful God. My faith is not wavering because he is the Lord of hosts. Amen. God has constantly flowing rivers whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His rivers flow through the city of God most high into the holy dwelling places. God is in the midst of his city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. His mercies are new every morning. And when the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Here he comes. I'd like to make that declaration tonight. Here he comes. The commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Here he comes. You say, well, cancer's here, but here comes someone greater. High blood pressure's here, but here comes someone greater. Amen. Tormenting spirits are here, but here comes someone greater. Here he comes, a commander. The mighty Lord of the angel armies is on our side. Everyone, look. Quit looking at your problems. Quit looking at the situations around you. Look and live. That's what he would say to them was the fiery serpents begin to go through the camp of Israel and he'd bra- he would make a brazen serpent on a pole representing Jesus Christ on the cross. And he would say, you look to that and live. Amen. Look to it and live. Look to the one who's got the answer and live. Look to the one who heals all diseases and live. Look to the one who can restore your joy and live. Come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God, for he brings both ruin and revival. (laughs) So what is happening in the middle of my revival? The devil's getting ruined. Hallelujah. He's the one who makes conflicts and throughout the end, throughout the earth, breaking and burning every weapon of war. Surrender your anxiety. 
Hello, somebody. Can you surrender that to him? This is where, we, where you think Joshua had. He had anxiety. Oh, he'd been told the word. The word had said, as it was with Moses, so I'll be with you. He had been told uh, all these things. He'd seen God move and move and move and open the, the Jordan River and come across on the other side. But he's up early one morning looking, trying to figure out how am I going to overcome that? How is those great walls going to come down? How is it going to be possible? Amen. We don't, we don't even have the equipment. I, I don't have the ability. I don't have, I don't have what it takes to tear these walls down. And he's out there trying to make a plan and trying to come up with some good idea, the best that he could do. But all of a sudden he turns around, there's a man standing there with a sword drawn. Hallelujah. It ought to show you something. Your God has a sword. Your God has the ability to do something to your enemy. Amen. Amen. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent. Stop your striving. You will see that I am God. Just wait. Be still and know. You'll see it. I'll show it to you. I'm God over your situation. I am the God above all the nations, and I will be exalted throughout the earth. Here he stands. The commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. <laughs> Let's just read this in Isaiah 9, verse 2. It says, those who walked in darkness have seen a radiant light shining upon them. They once lived in the shadows of death, but now a glorious light has dawned. Lord, you have multiplied the nation and give them overwhelming joy. They are ecstatic at your presence and rejoice like those who bring in great harvest and those who divide up the spoils of victory. For you have broken the chains. Do we have any people tonight that had chains broken off their life? And how dare somebody tell me I can't be excited about it? He said, I can be as excited as somebody bringing in a great harvest, or I can be as excited as somebody having spoils of victory. Hey Amen. There's a, there's, a, there's a surge in your heart when victory comes. There's a, something that takes over you when you see victory in your heart and victory. Amen. When you see the giant you've been facing laying dead and lifeless before you, something takes place. Amen. You have broken the chains that bound your people and you've lifted the heavy bar off their shoulders. The rod, the pressure used against them and you have shattered all their bondage. Amen. Come on now. You shattered all their bondage just as you did when, Midian, when the Midian armies were defeated. An innumerable company, impossible situation. And, and Gideon comes to Gideon. Gideon's hiding. He had a lot of anxiety. He had a lot of worry. He didn't know how it was going to be. He's trying to get him a little bit of wheat, hiding from the Midianites. And here's a man standing in his midst. And he looks at him and he says, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, the word never speaks of what you are in the moment. The word speaks of what it saw you to be. Because sometimes we don't always feel like a mighty man of valor. We get anxiety. We get things in our hearts and we get worries and we get frets. But the word says you're a mighty man of valor. So he said, go get an army. He goes and gets this army, and God says, you got too many. What too many? Have you not heard how many of the Midianites have? Millions possibly, thousands on top of thousands, and you're telling me I've got too many? God was showing him, you don't need that. You've got me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We know all the story, how they went down, all the way down to 300 men. Now God said, now you're ready. What? He's the Lord of war. He's going to prove himself in the battlefield for you. 
Hello, somebody. God is wanting to prove himself on the battlefield for years. Oh, it's wonderful to hear about Moses and Joshua and, and, and Gideon and David and all the mighty men through the Bible, Daniel and the three Hebrew children. Many of those stories we've heard from our youth and over and over and over. They're wonderful stories and testimonies. Glorious things God has done. But God wants you to know he's still the Lord of hosts. In 2020, he hasn't changed. Storms hadn't changed him. Enemy hasn't changed him. What the devil's doing hasn't changed him. He's still the God of angel armies. And he's still on your side. Every boot of the marching troops and every uniform caked with blood will be burned as for fuel for the fire. A child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. And the responsibility of complete dominion rests on his shoulders. And his name will be the Wonderful One. The Extraordinary Strategist. I like that today. It's like, yes, he draws out the perfect battle plan. And he don't have to come back and say, well, I was wrong. Sorry, I miscounted the enemy. No, the battle plan he laid there for Joshua was good enough for complete victory. He hasn't got here in a 2020 in Laodicea and church age and saying, I ain't got enough. I didn't plan enough. I didn't pour out enough. I don't have enough. No, sir. He said, I've laid the battle plan out, and it ain't for partial victory. I'm not going to win just partially. I'm not going to just have half my table filled. I'm not going to just be a halfway God. I'm going to do everything I got to do because the dominion, the complete dominion rests on my shoulders. And I'm big enough. I'm strong enough. I'm great enough. I am the mighty God. I am the everlasting Father, the Father of eternity. Drink that one a little bit. The Prince of Peace. Great and vast is his dominion. And he will bring immeasurable peace and prosperity. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom to establish and uphold it by promoting justice and righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. And the marvelous passion, listen to this, the marvelous passion that the Lord, the commander of angels' armies, has for his people, he will ensure that it's finished. Who's finished? Cancer's finished. High blood pressure's finished. Sugar diabetes finished. Anxiety's finished. Fear's done away with. Come on, name it. Whatever it is you've been dealing with, it's going to be finished. And he says, the commander of angel armies has for his people, he will ensure that it's finished. Hallelujah. Listen to this. In Isaiah 14, he says, The Lord, commander of angel armies, makes this solemn decree. Be sure of this. He's speaking of Syria, actually. He says, Be sure of this. Just as I have planned, so shall it be. Every purpose of my heart will surely come to pass. I will crush the Assyrians who invade my land. I will trample them on my mountains. Their yoke of slavery will be removed from my people. And their heavy burdens from their shoulders. This is the plan that I have determined and I will accomplish it by the demonstration of my mighty power throughout the earth. Mercy. For the Lord, the commander of army ain't angel armies has an amazing strategy. (laughs) Hallelujah. And who can thwart him? And when he moves in power, who can stop him? That's what it's saying. 
Maybe need to drink that in a little bit more. The Lord, the commander of angel armies, has amazing strategy. And who can thwart him? The script here in King James says disannul it or make it powerless. When he moves in power, who can stop him? Could Egypt stop him? Could Amalek stop him? Could Jericho stop him? Come on now, class participation at this moment. Could Goliath stop him? Could sickness stop him? Could any power of the devil stop him? Could your depression stop him? Could your anxiety stop him? Could your worry stop him? Could anything the devil could do in this, in this time that we're living in, could anything he could do, could it stop him? No, he will fulfill what he said he would do. He will do what he said he would do. And he will have victory over every enemy. He will have victory over every disease. Hallelujah. Amen. Just as those demons in that day had to have a body, who do you think was working through the Amalekites? Devils. Who do you think was anointing Goliath? Devils. Who do you think was anointing down the, all these enemies of God? It was, a, it was more, if you could look at it, it was more, even though it was in a physical manner, it was more than a physical manner. There was, there was the enemies of God and there was God, the God of angel armies. And nothing stopped him before and nothing's going to stop him now. This world can't get bad enough to stop him. There ain't a disease on this earth or this world to come that's bad enough to stop him. Come on now. Amen. I know they got all kinds of diseases all around and more and more germ work for all kinds of stuff coming out. But there's nothing too great for all. He said, I'm the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. And encamped around that all is God of army angels. And he's going to fulfill what he said he would do. Hallelujah. So let's look here in Matthew 6 and verse 7, the Lord's Prayer. He said, when you pray, there's no need to repeat empty phrases and, pray and, be, and to pray like those who don't know God. For they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There's no need to imitate them since your Father already knows what you have need of before you even ask. So pray like this, our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. <clears throat> Mercy. Uh, I had to read that several times. May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom round. Cause your ever purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it's fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you that you are our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us our wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. It's a wonderful key in the scripture there. You want to be forgiven? Forgive others. The forgiveness that you give is the forgiveness that you receive. Amen. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. You know, what is a king without a kingdom? What is a kingdom without an army? This king rules with power and glory over every devil, over every spirit of torment, over every sickness, over he rules with power and authority. And he's never been defeated. Say it again. He's never, never been defeated. Hallelujah. This king didn't become king. He's always been king. Hallelujah. Amen. The president, he will become president. But this king has always been king. 
Hallelujah. You know, you realize a president, how great it would to be invited, you know, to different presidents. Maybe you don't like this one. Maybe you want another, whatever. Hey, but it'd be awesome to be invited into their presence and, and to have a moment. But you begin to realize this, pre this president and all his great authority and all his great rulership, it has an end. And it, he, he as a man has to have men to protect him. This king has been king, and he don't have to have anybody to protect him. He is the protection. He's the God of angels, of armies of angels, and they are at his call that can come on the scene and change a situation in a blink of an eye. He is the warrior God. He don't need protection. He is protection. He don't need authority. He is authority. He is the king of a kingdom that has no beginning and has no end. The devil had a beginning. Therefore, he will have an end. But this God didn't begin, and this God won't end. And this God has come down on our behalf to fight your battle. Hallelujah. He is all God. He is all king. And he's the king of his own army. And he moves. He said it was angels. The writer would write there was angels on every tree. As he was on the cross, they said, just move a finger. We'll change the whole scene. Just move. What do you think happened to Jericho? That man moved a finger. It's humanly impossible to scream loud enough to knock walls down. Lord knows if that's possible, these walls have fell down a long time ago. But God wanted them to give, to push out something. And when they spoke, he backed it up. He moved a finger. If you could have seen in that in that other world and that other dimension, as they were walking that last moment, that last time, around those walls, angels had gathered, lined on the wall, waiting for the call charge. They've been in this position before. Who do you think was holding up the, the waters of the Red Sea? Angels was lining up and down that place. The angel of the Lord encamps about those that fear him. The Egyptians thought they were king, but they found out there's a greater king. The Red Sea had to stand at attention to this king. The king provided every step of the journey. Food needed, the king had it. Water needed, the king had it. Armies attacked, the king had a battle plan. He led them through dangers, toils, and fears and had the answer every step of the way. So here comes Joshua to the walls of Jericho. He had been told, I'll send you a sign. There's a pillar of fire will lead you all the way. You follow it. I'll take you all the way. And the pillar of fire, as he stepped around that, on that side, looking at the walls of Jericho, all of a sudden, if you could have seen it, it had been a pillar of fire, an amber light that began to whirl, and out of it stepped a man. And he said, I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. And the angel said, we've come this far, now let's go on. Amen. <laughs> That's what the angel's here to tell you tonight. You've come this far, let's go on. He said, well, what are we going to see? We're going to see chariots of fire and angels of fire. We're going to see the mouth of the lion shut. We're going to see the fourth man. We're going to see God moving in his people. We're going to see God doing the miraculous. We're going to see Goliath fall. We're going to see giants crumble. We're going to see walls tear, tear that be tore down. We're going to see all these things take place. Why? Because we're not marching alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was this great land before them. 
and all military armies and men there before them. But now the captain of the host of the Lord was in his midst. And he was a military man too. He had the battle plan. And it wasn't one of defeat. It was one of total victory. A triumphant church. That's why we say, I don't believe we're going to go in singing when the saints go dragging in. By the skin of our teeth, I barely made it. No, this bride is going to go marching over every devil. The higher the devils come, the higher we're going to go because they're under our feet. The taller they are, the higher we're going to go because they're under our feet. Joshua went out there and said, well, I'm going to go see what it looks like. He had sent some spies. You know the story? Harley Rahab had hit him through the night. We want to see what had taken place there. She had hit him under the flax on the top of her roof and sent the men out of the gate and said, look. How, she said, how, how, look, he said, now watch how God's moving to take encouragement back to his people. She said, all this country fainteth because of you. We have heard what the Lord, what the Lord, what the Lord has done for you. You don't think the devil ain't already heard what the Lord's done for this church? Cancer's healed, alopecia healed, brain blades healed, backslidden sons and daughters brought back, families put back together. This is what the Lord has done. He said, oh, I love that. Don't you worry. God's got a good time coming by and by. All the country is afraid of you. When we hear the Lord dried up the Red Sea and let you cross, he drowned Pharaoh's army. He'd give you food and a manna out of the wilderness. He put a brass serpent for atonement. He'd done all these things for you. And I know what you've done, destroyed all these kings, Og, and all the different ones down through the, through the, uh, the desert. And I, and, and I seen they utterly destroyed them. And when we heard this, and you were headed our way, everybody is fainting. Hello. Actually, if you would look at it as the children of Israel would come out of Egypt and start their journey was as the first church came out under the pillar of fire. Amen. Begin to walk down through the wilderness. Things were lost down through here. But here he comes into the promised land again. And the angel of God, the same one that met Moses in a burning bush. The same one who started the work is now here to finish this work. And he's been the same one all the way through the wilderness. Amen. If they would have walked and went straight from where they, you know, God said, I'm going to take you out and I'm going to take you in. I always love that because he don't always mention what goes on in between. He didn't tell them about the Red Sea. He didn't tell them it's going to be 2,000 years. He didn't tell you, hello, somebody. He didn't tell them all the difficulties that was going to take place. He said, I'm going to take you out and I'm going to take you in. Because, see, God already had the answer for the Red Sea. He had the answer for the bitter waters. He had the answer for no food. He has the answer for cancer. He has the answer for sugar diabetes. He has the answer for every devil in hell. He's already got the answer, and Jesus is the answer. He paid it all. And they had come 40 years before this. And 12 spies were sent. And only two had come back with a good report. Ten others said it's impossible. They're giants. We're like grasshoppers. Caleb and Joshua was like, what are you talking about? Do you not know what God's already done? He said he's going to take us here. We're more than able. Give me my mountain. Give me my opportunity. Give me my, let, let God go to work. This is what people do. They come up to these moments. They say, well, God don't heal no more. God don't deliver no more. God, are you kidding me? After all he's done for them and right just long the journey and God don't all of a sudden don't do it anymore when he said he's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It's his word. Go argue with him about it if you don't like it. 
but it's his word. He declared himself to be. He said, I'm going to be in yesterday, I'm going to be in today, and I'm going to be in tomorrow. Matter of fact, don't even worry about tomorrow because I'm already there. He's a God of eternity. He knows all your troubles and the things you're going through, and he has the answer for them. But here, Joshua 10 sends two, and they come back, and they heard it from their lip to ear, what was going on. Well, I wonder what would go on if we went down in hell tonight. And we got it all backwards. We think hell's all going to just, you know, just sure, they're, but they're, they've got all kind of threats and stuff, but if you don't understand, they're nothing but a bluff. If you go down to their bedrooms, they'd be just as scared or more scared than anybody else could be scared. Because they ain't won a battle. Tell me one battle the devil has ever won over one of God's children. How many is in the lost column of Jesus? For thousands of years. The devil's shaking in his boots, he's worried. He's trying everything he can to get the bluff over God's children. Yeah, right. He's sending disease, afflictions, tormenting spirits, things, doubts, fears, all whatever he can to try to get into your mind, try to battle you, try to pour it on you when you're in the moment, and try to just conquer you by fear. Because why? He's he's fearful. He's worried because he knows if that one ever starts to believe, I got to an answer not to that one, but to him. And I ain't won yet. I've tried, but I ain't won. I've tried to take them down, but I ain't won. I took some of them down with diseases, but I just still didn't win. Their soul began to move into another dimension out of my reach. I didn't win. Hallelujah. I've tried to put diseases on people, and I didn't win. I've tried to put sins on them and cover them up, but I couldn't hold them. I don't know what to do anymore. Come back with that. He told Joshua, there's no more courage left in anyone. If you look at that cancer demon and realize he don't have courage, he's scared. And he will flee from the presence of God. In the ministry of William Branham, it was demonstrated very openly how the devil was scared. It says one over here that's got a certain disease, and there's one over here that's got the same disease. There's a black line. If you could hear, you could hear demons screaming, crying out for help. Oh, God. Your devil is crying out for help. Help me. He's about to believe. Help me. I'm just about to lose the last grip I've got. Help me. Don't you see that light whirling there? Help me. Joshua, when they come back and told Joshua, I can imagine him grabbing his sword and begin to whirl it over his head and say, glory to God. God is with us. He's went before us. What made them faint when they were bigger? What made them faint when they had big walls and big slings and big rocks and big swords and big chariots and thousands times thousands times thousands outnumbered? What made them faint when they were fighting little scrubby sickle bar holding little men, farmer men, been slaves. They weren't military men. Neither was had sandals on, not warriors. Just a bunch of campers. Dwellers of the desert, fanatics, maybe holy rollers. Why wouldn't they screaming at them, come get me? We're bigger than you. God said, I'll send my fear before you. There There it is. I'll send my fear before you because you are my people. 
my covenant people. I've called you by election. I've chosen you. I've put you in this body. You're circumcised. You're believers. Now go on. I'm with you. It's yours. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil's screaming tonight because he knows there's some that's beginning to believe healing is mine. Victory is mine. I can have power over this. It's mine. That was their dwelling place. Jericho's the squatters just like this. That was the place for Israel to dwell in. Your body is yours. Hello? God gave it to you. It's your dwelling place. God wanted you to have it. But the devil tries to move in with cancer or tuberculosis or some disease. You say, well, I, I, I'm going to take him out. I'm going to do it. But something begins to happen. The pillar of fire begins to come among us. That's why I always want his presence among us. The pillar of fire begins to come among us. The captain of the host of the Lord and every devil that's got people bound tonight is scared to death. Hallelujah. Sure they are. They're fainting. Why did Jericho faint? Because the people that had the promise was on the road to come in. I believe I'm talking and preaching to a people. Amen. A promise. A covenant promise. And we're on the road. Who is the king of glory? He's the Lord, the mighty God in battle. He's the Lord. He says, open up you everlasting gates. They're on the road to come in, the one that's got the promise, the people, the covenant people, the promised people that Jesus Christ has got a promise even in these last days that God will raise his body up and make it perfect. And we got the attributes of it now. So they're scared. Their father, the devil, was defeated at Calvary. And the captain of the host of the Lord has now moved into our midst in the form of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Devils are on the move. For Jesus Christ, the chief captain, said, In my name they shall cast out devils. They failed to get it 40 years ago, but we're coming in now. We're coming into the promised land now. Amen. The same pillar of fire, the same chief captain is leading the host of the Lord. It's your land. Can somebody say that tonight? It's my, make that declaration. It's my land. This is my body. God promised to prosper you in hell. He gave you that body. It's yours by possession. And the devil's trying to take it over, but he doesn't have one ounce of authority to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a great world of God's power moving in the building. I'm going to tell you, he's here tonight. I felt him in my room as I put these things together. He's here tonight. All week I've been feeling him moving. I know God's in our midst. Do you know he's in your midst? He came to the, in the car with you. He's been on your job with you. He's been in school with you. He's been wherever you go because he said, where thou goest, I'll go. I'll be with you. I won't leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world. So if we are here tonight, that declares he's here. Because where two or three are gathered in his name, there I will be. So if I was you, I'd say, God, open my eyes. Let me see you moving among us in the power of your might and glory. The great world of God's power is moving in the building and Satan is trembling. You think that's your nervousness? No, that's his nervousness. He's trembling. He's worried. You say, well, uh, what, what if, oh, he said, what if they only, what if they get faith? His heart's about gone. It's melted in them. Well, the doctor said, well, you realize, but the doctor said, "Ah, well, but you realize the host of the Lord 
is moving in right now. Let that be more than words. Let's accept it right now. The host of the Lord is moving in right now. If you truly believe that, how would you react? You're not here in the presence of a president that has limited power. You're not here in the presence of some man-made creed or dogma or some man-made God of stone or precious metals. You are in the presence of a living God. And he has showed over and over and over and over, he's in our midst. We can declare him in our midst very, very, very truthfully. It ain't a hope so. It ain't a maybe. It ain't might be tomorrow or the next week. He's in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's in our midst moving right now. No matter how high the walls are. No matter how they wall, he may have walled it out of the sight of the deck doctor, but he hasn't walled out of the sight of God. He might be a great bluff to medical science, but he's not a big bluff to my God. Joshua, the Savior, he's moving in. Don't be troubled. Believe. He's here tonight to take over. Oh, my God. Why don't we say, God, I'm your vessel. Take me over. Take over my body. Take over my mind. Take over my spirit. Take me all over. I'm all yours, Jesus. I believe the pillar of fire is with us tonight. The captain of the host of the Lord is here tonight. And his sword is pulled. Amen. That is an aggressive action. That's not a God of peace. That's a God of war. Amen. They're trying. He said, what is it? Amen. They're trying to wall it out. He may be afraid of medical science. He might be afraid because they may not be able. They're trying hard. I hope they get something to cure cancer, something to cure this. But so far, the devil thinks he's got the bluff on us. But when the sword of Christ comes down, he cannot stop that. Hallelujah. He'll chop every cancer loose. He will raise up the blind and the afflicted. He will cut loose every sinner. Hallelujah. And he's doing it everywhere, and he's doing it here tonight. The great supernatural Lord Jesus, the I am, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the land belongs to us. This is our land. And now you need to stand on your arm, on your, on your word, and say it on your promise. And say, devil, God gave me this. God gave me this. God gave you that party. God gave you that party. God gave you your children. God give it to you for an inheritance. And how dare some slimy devil come into our land and take our inheritance. God gave you your brain. God gave you your lungs. God gave you it. And how dare some devil come and say, it's mine. It's not yours. You're a liar. And there's a God here in our midst. And he's not a God of yesterday. He's not a God of tomorrow. He's a God right now. Is there a people in the building that believes in a God of right now? Then if I was you, the Lord's here, the pillar of fire's in the building. I'd say, God, here I am. Here's my body. Here's my mind. Here's everything about me, Lord. I give it all to you. He's not a limited God. He's an unlimited God. He's a God of all power. And he is the God of all angel armies. Tonight, I believe with all my heart 
there's armies of angels around about this building. Fires of God burning and just saying, believe me, church. Believe me, church. Believe me, young person. You just believe me and I'm coming just like they did for the three Hebrew children. They believed me and I was there. Daniel believed me and I was there. David believed me and I was there. Moses believed me and I was there. Joshua believed me and I was there. Paul believed me and I was there. Now it's your turn, believe me, all things are possible. Right now in this building, all things are possible. Right now in that streaming, all things are possible. Oh, can you worship the God of angel armies? Who is the king of glory? Who is the king of glory? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You ask who this glory king is. He's the Lord. And he's armed and ready for battle. He's the mighty one. Oh, Brother Adam was saying, I've seen him coming into battle many times, and not one time has he come to battle that he didn't walk out packing the victory. He didn't come here to lose tonight. He came here to win. He didn't come here to just to have a tie breaker or a tie with the devil. He come here to destroy principalities and powers and sickness and darkness and blindness and every spirit of hell that would want to try to hold somebody. He's here with a sword drawn and he says, believe me, all things are possible. Believe me. Hallelujah. Miriam believed and he was there. He's there for you tonight. If you're willing to just take that step and step out into the water, he'll make you walk on that thing. That thing that you've been battling against you is not for your destruction. It was only an avenue to bring the IL to your boat. And he's saying, walk out on the water. It's under your feet. The God of peace has put Satan under your feet. Under your feet. Somebody need to say, Haman, you're under my feet. Depression, you're under my feet. Devils of torment, you're under my feet. Sickness, you're under my feet. He has declared war on every Amalekite. He's invincible in every way. He has not lost a battle. Who will worship the king of glory? Who will worship the king of glory? Israel, we have come seven times around the building around Jericho. Now you've been commissioned. It's time for you to raise your voice and watch and see if the angel, the God of angel armies won't step out and put those walls down. Hallelujah. It's time for somebody that you've been facing Jericho long enough. It's time for you to speak to those walls. Say, walls, you're coming down in Jesus' name. Some of you up being men that say, you walls of pornography, I'm going to knock you down in Jesus' name. I speak to you. I don't have no more place in me. It's over with tonight. There's a line drawn in the sand by the blood of Almighty God. Be it unto me. Let's praise the Lord. Maybe somebody needs to speak to some walls. And let God back it up. Speak to your mountain. Go ahead, speak. You've been commissioned. Speak to your mountain. And watch it be removed into the depths of the sea. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, he's moving in our midst. He's here. Hallelujah. He's the God of me. 
He's the man. The Lord, the man of war. And he's here to be there. He's got his sword drawn tonight for somebody. Sister Jeannie, you go tell Brother Kenny, there's an angel in our midst. He'll break down those walls. I don't care how long you've been sick, how long you've been tormented. There's an angel greater. And he's stirring the waters. Get in. He's stirring the waters. Jump in. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss him when he comes. I'm not going to be thinking about tomorrow and be caught off guard. No, when he comes in, I'm jumping. I'm moving. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Sister Jessica, come sing that song. Hallelujah. He's in our midst. champion robed in white 